Father God, we ask of you that in the few minutes we're going to use to hear your word, inspire our hearts to listen. Cause wisdom to fill us. Father, we give you praise and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship. Tonight, I want to spend the time that I have briefly to share on a message that I've titled Unpack the Suitcases. Say to your neighbor, Unpack those suitcases. Mm. You, you may not understand what I'm trying to talk about tonight yet, but as we get along, you'll find it. Let me share two stories, two stories that will probably lay some foundation. They are stories that you might not have heard before, but they are blessed. I pray that they will bless you. There's a guy called, um, there's a place in, in England called um, Salford. Salford is in Manchester. Salford was one of the most deprived areas of, of Manchester for at least maybe up till about four years ago or five years ago. It was where used to be the economic hub of Manchester. However, when the industrial collapse happened and industries were shutting down and were closing down, that place became a derelict place. Derelict with no life, just crumbled, dead industry. You just see the landmark that something was here before that is no more there. And it was like that empty, fallow, useless. Nobody goes there. It was just dead. But then, I met a guy called Dave. I can't remember his surname now. I met him and he said to me that God laid on his heart that he should go to that place that is called dead. And he should go and pray. And he gathered a few people together and they went there and they started praying. For what they are praying, they don't know. They just heard, go there and pray. After they prayed for a season of about three months, they heard a word. A word that became very frightening to them. What was the word? The word said to them, the, the, God said to them in the word and said, and said, I am going to bring to this very point that you are standing, the world to Salford. And from here, I will also take Salford to the world. And that word was so far-fetched you can't place it how will the world come to this dead place but they started praying continuously concerning this word that they heard from god and guess what if you go to where Salford is today you will see perhaps the biggest media conglomerate in the entire world that is called the new bbc media city they built Media City. I mean, all of a sudden, the British government decided that they are moving the BBC headquarters away from London to the Midlands. And there was no any other place that they found that they would build the Media City than in Salford. 
Salford became where they set up the studio for the entire BBC media conglomerate where everything about BBC today is housed. And I'm talking about the biggest media operation in any part of the world today. That word came to life, life. I'm going to share with us another story. And this story is about what God can do when we take him serious. Because the fact is that we don't take God serious when he talks to us. We treat God as though he is joking and he's just trying to massage our egos. But God is saying to us tonight that if only you will give me an attention and allow for me to do what I want to do with you, you will be so unprepared for what you see me do. Not with somebody else, but with you. The second story is about a place that you will have heard, maybe through the name. It's called Stoke. That is where the Stoke City, some of you who are familiar with football, that's where Stoke City Football Club comes from. Stoke, about five years ago still, was said to be the worst economic ravaged city in the United Kingdom. Nobody wants to live there. It has the, the worst economic statistics. The worst employment statistics. The worst I mean, standard of living. The worst people who are signing on. Everything about stock was just nothing to be written about. Then the leaders of the churches came together and said, this is not so very good about what we hear concerning our town and our city. We've got to do something. And they got together, and what did they do? They started to pray. And when they prayed, there was a word God gave to them that will, that will baffle you. The word said to them that they should find what they can give to God that God can heal. They should mention anything. And they thought about it. And they didn't know what to say. This time that we're talking about, Stoke City Football Club was in Division 3. In the Football League. Division 3, I said. They prayed and then they decided that they will go to God and ask God to promote and make Stoke City a pride of the city. It seems as though it was impossible. They now took it very seriously. You know, there are some things that when you are, when you are having faith concerning some things, you rather keep it to yourself. Because um, if it doesn't work out, how many people know? It's just you. So you rather keep it and then you just talk to God, that one didn't work. Oh, you know, okay. Let's, the struggle continues. But to make it worse, God said, when God answered them, I said, okay, if you say I should do that, go and say it to the chief executive of the borough. 
That is like the chairman of the local government. We call local government boroughs in, in England. So, say, go and say to the chief executive that we are praying now that Stoke City will become a premiership team. I mean, if you say that, anybody will laugh, laugh at you. So they summoned Corey because they heard God. And when you hear God, there must be nothing else that you should listen to. They went to the chief executive of the borough and said, we are all pastors. And we have a prayer point for this city. And the prayer point is that we want God to promote Stoke City from Division 3 into a premiership team. They were like a laughing stock. And that was it. In three years, Stoke City became a premiership team. So much so that when the team got to the premiership, I mean, every successful year they were promoted Division 3 to Division 2, Division 2 to Division 1, Division 1 to premiership team. When that happened, it made everybody look at the fact that because football, everybody is football crazy. When they now saw the likes of Chelsea, Man U, Arsenal come to Stoke City to play every week, they see top, top football team come to the same place that used to be a non-entity, a no-go area, a place where nobody wants to go to. That is how the image of the town begins to rise. Now, as I'm saying to you, Stoke City is said to be one of the best towns to live in the United Kingdom. Why am I sharing these two stories with you? I've shared those stories with you because there's something that you are going to need to do for God to work with you. What you need to do is if you can imagine you go to on holiday, when you go on holidays, you pack a suitcase to go with you. Most of the time, you get to the destination of the holiday, you left the suitcase there, and instead of unpacking your suitcases and brought out the things that you have brought to leave the holiday, you just open the suitcase on one side and leave out of the suitcase every single day till the end of your holiday. In fact, some things you brought them to use at the holiday, but you never use them because they remain in a suitcase. So you never use them. So much so that sometimes you go on holidays, you took with you a swimming trunk. There was a swimming pool down the road. You didn't even touch there. You swam in your in, under your shower every morning. Why? Because you didn't remember you brought the suit, I mean the, the, the swimming trunk. Let me read a scripture for us tonight. And let's start from there. We'll read from the book of Jeremiah 29 from verse 1. Jeremiah 29 from verse 1. Jeremiah said, I'm reading from the contemporary English version. It says, I have been left in Jerusalem when King Nebuchadnezzar took many of the people of Jerusalem and Judah to Babylon as prisoners. 
including King Jehoiakim, his mother, his officials, the, and the metal workers and others in Jerusalem who were skilled in making things. Let's stop there for now. Jeremiah was attesting to the fact that he witnessed a raid in Babylon, I mean, to Babylon from Jerusalem of people from that city and they were, take, they were taken as prisoners to Babylon. The people that were taken were not ordinary people. Even the king and his mother and his officials and metal workers metal workers who are skilled in making things they were taken captive to Babylon why is this very significant for us to understand it's important to understand because everything and anything God is going to do with you and for you is already inside of you now as you are seated The seed that is going to make a fruit to be reproduced and become a tree, that seed is not outside that fruit, it's inside that fruit. As you are seated here, there are potentials inside of you that are locked in. They are locked in, you didn't even know you have them. Some people know they have them, but they don't know what to do with them. Some people know what to do with them, but they didn't think they have the right to begin to attempt to do anything with them. That was the story of Stoke City. That city had potentials, but because the economy was so bastardized and destroyed, everybody was living a cowardly, un profitable lives but then it took something to ignite that spirit that loneliness to begin to see a transformation and there's a transformation that god wants to bring our, our ways that if only we will cooperate with god it will be easy for us to touch on it because you know what god is an expert in using ordinary people to do supernatural things I mean, I say that some of the things that God is doing with us today, even me personally, I have no right doing them. I have not the kind of education necessary to do them. I don't even have the kind of status needed to do them. But it takes people who dare to take God serious to do incredible things. The Bible read, read, reads on and says, So I wrote a letter to the priests, the prophets, the leaders, and the rest of our people in Babylonia. I gave the letter to Elasa and Jamaria, two men that King Zedekiah of Judah was sending to Babylon to talk with Nebuchadnezzar. In the letter, 
I wrote that the Lord, all powerful, the God of Israel had said, I had taken from that you have you are taken from Jerusalem to Babylon. I beg your pardon. He said, I had you taken from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now let's go back to what we read earlier on. When the raid on Jerusalem happened, we thought it was Nebuchadnezzar that just came on rampage. Isn't it? But God here is saying through Jeremiah that I am the one that actually orchestrated that whole raid. So Nebuchadnezzar was not doing what he wanted to do. He was acting in line with what I permitted him to do. I allowed him to take you in bondage into prison even though skilled people why? Because there is something that is necessary to be done. Listen brethren, what I'm driving at is that when God positioned you somewhere when God keyed you into somewhere there is a reason for you to know the mind of God about it. Because where he's positioned you, there is something that is key, that is already planned and patterned to achieve through you and through the resources that is embedded inside of you. He said, I had you taken from Jerusalem to Babylonia. Now I tell you to settle there. All this while that they were taken in captivity to Babylon, they were thinking there is coming a day for them to be free, to go back. So, rather than beginning to live a life of someone who has settled in Babylon and beginning to possess the land, they were longing to go back home. So, God is writing to them through Jeremiah to say, I brought you here. In fact, I now want you to settle here. You are not in transit. I allowed you to come here and now I am instructing you to settle there. He said, don't just settle there. If you mean, what do you mean settle there? He said, and build houses. Plant gardens and eat what you grow in them. He says, get married and have children. Then help your sons find wives and help your daughters find husbands so they can have children as well. I have your numbers to grow. I want your numbers to grow. Not to get smaller. Pray for the peace of Babylonia. And work hard to make it prosperous. What are we talking about tonight? If you are here in this city. And you are still thinking. You are here in transition. And you are still thinking. Um, I still don't know what I really want to do. I am just trying to still find my bearing. I'm just trying to see 
you know, there's somewhere I want to get to. I'm just waiting to get there before I begin to make some moves. Listen to me, brethren. God is sending me to you tonight to ask of you to settle. There are people, and we have a lot of people like this in London. They have in their house, they have a room that they are buying things and keeping there. When they buy them, they keep them there. They said, what is in that room? Ah, there are things I'm buying to use when I go back to Nigeria. They've been storing things back in that room for the past 15 years. They have not used those things. In fact, those things that they bought in that room, they're now outdated. If they use some of them now, people will laugh at them. But they've been storing things there, thinking, I'm going back. But they're never going back. And the mind they have is the mind of, I'm going back. So that mind is not allowing them to stay and explore the land. People of God, I've spent two days in Abuja on this trip. There are numerous opportunities in this land. Abundance of opportunities that you and I are supposed to be keen into and taking because of what God has proposed to you to do. But the mind is that it's meant for some people. It is about some people Listen to me, brethren. If you are going to begin to work and allow God to stage you up where you belong, where is it that you know that is best to be than being in the center of the throne room of God where you can hear the instructions of what to do and what needed to be done? And God can guide your steps. I see before me tonight people who can make things to happen. I see before me tonight people who can begin to touch on the destiny of this land. I see before me tonight people who seem ordinary but are not ordinary. They are not ordinary because it is not for them to walk with their own strength and their own might. It is for God to walk with them and make them a sign and a wonder in the midst of the land. I will share with you one or two testimonies and I'll close. When I went to the UK, personally, I went to visit. I went to visit and sincerely, my desire was to go there and perhaps find a school where I can be, I can go and study my master's in criminology. Because all I wanted to do when I was in school, I wanted to be a detective. I wanted to be a detective. I've always just wanted to be a detective. So, got to the UK, looked for school. The only school I, I saw was in Norway. And I thought, no way. Norway, no way. And I refused to go. 
and I decided to stay in the UK. Then life was so easy then. If you decide to stay, you just send your passport to the home office and say, well, I came on holidays, but I want to stay and work for two years. And they just they would put a stamp on it and send it back to you. Two years, it can work. And I sent it back, and I got it two years to work. And I started working. What am I saying? Today, by God's grace, God has moved us on from people who just came to look at what was going on. In the borough that we live in, there's hardly anything that happens in that borough that they don't consult us. There's hardly anything that wants to happen that they will say, let us find out from Pastor Tunde what he thinks about this thing. At least in one or two areas. And I say to you, not everybody they ask such. But when you position yourself as people who own the, the place. I mean, when I talk about my borough, even people who come from that place, they say, ah, you seem to know this place more than us. I say, yes, I'm from this place. I'm not, no, I'm not from Nigeria. I'm here, I'm from here. I talk about the town as if I was born and bred and buttered here. Why? Because I said to God, what is it that I am called to do here? I said, God, I really don't mind what happens to China in being, being taken for you. What happened in Nicaragua and Norway is not really my business. But whatever happens in this borough is my business. If you look down and say, God, what is it about this place? Count me responsible. That is the way I deal with God. So God said, if you can take it like that, then I can do business with you. How many of you really have Abuja at heart? Apart from the place that you are working. Apart from the fact that you are here just staying. How many of you really can say, God, this town, this city, this, this state, this capital territory, I want to possess it for you. I want to stand in the line and say, God, whatever happens concerning this place, take me responsible. Even the atrocities that are people, some people are doing. Because you can't stop them. As long as you can't stop them, you can take responsibilities so that God can tell you how to deflate some of those things. Because it only takes God to give you one key. One key. The one key you need to make things to shift. If God releases it in your hands, you get an invitation. An invitation of consultation. That will make them say, what do you think we should do about this thing? I think we, we watched, you showed me a video yesterday that was so inspiring. Um, the governor of, 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 what's his name? That governor that cost that guy, that lady, that widow. Oshimole, Oshimole. Yeah. You know, it's just said to that widow, just go and die. And, and the media conglomerate packaged that woman. To say, governor, you cost that woman. Why will you cost a widow like that? Then God raised the, the children of the governor to say, ah, why will you talk to a woman like that? A woman who is a widow for that matter. 
Do you know that woman now? If she walks into the state house, they will open the door for her, welcome her, they will give her positions that she never. How? God just positioned her correctly for one thing that she never expected. When God positions you, when you walk in time, when you begin to take on the side and position of what you want to do with God, it makes a lot of difference. What am I saying to you tonight? I'm asking for you to change your mindset. Change your mindset from somebody who is just here for a visit. Even if you're here for your visit, when it's time for you to go, you will go. You will move on. It says there, don't just settle here. Build houses. Get married. And getting married doesn't mean literal marriage. Engage with the things that happen in the land. Engage with the things that are in, the, in your vicinity, in your neighborhood. Get to know the things that are happening. When you see things going on around you, try to find out what is it happening there. It might just be what interests you. Opportunities come every single day. But unfortunately, when they come, many of us don't recognize them. They come and they go away and some people just see them in a flash and they take them. I need you, every single one of us from today, to live with a different mindset of knowing that you can possess this land. You have the key to take steps, landmark steps, that can make you enter into the realm of incredible recognition that you have never presented before. Why? Because it's not you, it's God. It's God who wants to do this thing. And I'll end on this note. On the note that, remember when they were taken in captivity, the Bible described the caliber of people that were taken. Kings amongst them. The same way before me tonight, I can see kings. He says amongst them, he says there are the king's mother amongst them. King's mother are people who are the custodians of the thrones. You know, the mother of the queen is a very powerful woman. Anywhere that there's a king, if the mother is alive, that woman is powerful. Those are the calibers of people taken into captivity. Not just that, the officials of the king, the ministers, the chiefs, they were also in captivity. In the same way, I see people here who if only you can enter and see what I'm asking of us to plug in to see tonight, you would think differently. Because you already have the things that God wants to use right inside of you. He said there were metal workers, professionals. People who are skilled in making things happen. He said they were also taken in captivity. And they were in captivity because they don't know what they can do. Tonight, you're going to ask God, open my eyes to see what you can, you have positioned for me. Open my eyes to see the opportunities that you are laying down my way. Let me see and let me enter into that opportunities so that I can become what you purpose for me to become. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us rise up and pray in Jesus' name.